0: I'm your host, Holly Rustic, and I'm so glad that you stopped by today. And what do I do? Well, I help you gain capacity, increase funding, and to advance mission. Now, that might be the nonprofit that you work at or the many nonprofits that you are looking to work with if you are an aspiring freelance grant writer or nonprofit consultant, or you've started up and you just aren't at the point where you want to be. So, you guys, so I also help a lot of you guys become prosperous freelance professionals that work with nonprofits profits and are really able to set up businesses and, you know, be your own boss from your home. So it's a really great thing that you can do to help nonprofits grow. They need you guys, right? And I know I get a lot of nonprofit listeners out there too. And you guys are always um, sending me emails about how much you've learned and all of the different things um, that we share on the show. So thank you so much for stopping by and being a part of the tribe here. But I also know that a lot of you guys and nonprofits also are like, this is great, but I need... more help to actually implement what you're teaching. And that's why we have a big tribe of change makers out there who are um, looking to start or or have started their own freelance professional um, company or business that work with nonprofits. So a lot of freelance grant writers out there, a lot of freelance nonprofit consultants um, that do grant writing, but they also do other things, strategic planning, etc. So they really do help get you grant ready, um, write grants, do fundraisers, and bring in other types of funding. Um, that your nonprofit can really benefit from. So saying that, Today, I'm gonna be talking about Thanksgiving fundraisers. And um, this is really great because this year it is a little different, right? We are in a digital world, but don't just say I'm not gonna ask for money, right? If you're a nonprofit, I'm not gonna ask for money from my sponsors or from individuals this year. You know, that's thinking poverty mindset, right? Like there are still companies out there and there are even individuals out there who have more money than they usually do because they're not traveling and so forth, right? Some companies are making a lot of money right now. They're in the sporting goods store, right? Everybody has a home gym right now. So um, there are different companies. Yes, it's not to take light of the fact either that, you know, there are a lot of people that have lost their jobs and so forth. But there are people out there that still have their jobs and they're not spending the money that they used to. So um, definitely this is a time where people still want to give, right? Um, We're very empathetic in the world right now as far as what's going on. And, you know, it's to do a disservice. If you do not ask for support for your nonprofit or the nonprofits that you work with, so definitely there's still funding out there to be had during this time of the year. However, it's not going to be the typical way, right? So let's kind of look at that. I'm going to give you guys some different tips for success in, in fundraising for Thanksgiving um, and even end of year. Next week, we're going to talk about Giving Tuesday, so please do subscribe if you are not a subscriber yet so you can get that information. And just one more side note before we start, Ooh, my revised book, The Beginner's Guide to Grant Writing, which is used in universities around the states. Um, really exciting news, you guys. I revised it. It used to be called Wish Granted, um, and then I changed the name of the book, and I also changed the cover, and I inserted my grant's formula into the book a year ago, November 24th. 2019 so really exciting my revised book is coming up on its one-year birthday party (laughs) so if you're not on my email list please do jump on go ahead and visit grantwritingandfunding.com to go ahead and get on my list because I have some goodies coming out for that birthday party and of course if you don't have the book yet go ahead and you can visit Amazon or my website grantwritingandfunding.com and you'll see the book there the beginner's guide to grant writing which is actually a workbook to help you learn the art and skill of writing grants. All right guys, so let's go ahead and get into it today. Thanksgiving fundraising. Number one, build relationships. And you guys, this might seem a little bit counterintuitive that the first fundraising idea I'm giving you does not involve immediate funds. And I actually had a podcast on this before, but I am just re-emphasizing it, and that was a couple of years ago. So I want to bring this back. But turn your friends giving into a donor's giving day, right? Are you giving thanks this year? It's also a great time to give thanks to your donors. Remember, funding is all about developing relationships. It's not about just asking for money once a year but it really is about developing a relationship and getting people excited about what you're doing so they can give to you, right? And help that mission come to fruition. So let's go ahead and look at that. So how do you give thanks to your funders or your donors? Well, it can be as easy as sending a handwritten card, right? Um, or even having like an online virtual Thanksgiving party so they can really experience your nonprofit's culture. So there are many different ways that you can um, give creative thanks to donors. And one way could be creating a plaque for them. Like if you have a brick and mortar place, right, there's always the wall of donors or that sort of thing or a brick that's dedicated. You know, you have all the different bricks that kind of built a certain area. That's kind of cool, right? Um, and, but today in our more virtual world, you know, social media banks is a big thing too, right? Right. So when is the last time that you gave thanks to your donors through social media, right? Have you actually seen what they're doing? Um, Have you, you know, if, if they're a company donor, have you seen what they're doing right now? Maybe you also promote something that they have going on just as a way to say thank you. If they're individual donors, are you just giving out, you know, hey guys, so excited for us, you know, and maybe tagging them on social media. If you have, you know, if they like your page, you can tag everybody or you can just give everybody like a big virtual high five, but put their name there um, and just tag them so they can see, oh, wow, they do know who I am and they will feel more empowered Um, if you recognize them, right? So really think of some creative ways that you can give thanks before you even start asking for money this Thanksgiving. So let's first like, let's reset and recalibrate and think, how are you giving thanks? And for you freelancers, you professionals out there that work with nonprofits, this is a good way for you to ask them and say, hey guys, um, what are different ways that you give thanks to your donors Um, you know, during this time of year. And if it's more of like we have a party for them or a potluck or whatnot, well, that might not be happening this year. So instead of just saying we're not going to do something, let's rethink how we can do something. And you know what's actually really popular right now, you guys? is snail mail (laughs) okay so lots of people are home and you know we love getting things in the mail i recently um gave a coaching because i do a lot of i do coaching as well so if you want to sign up for that please do Um, and someone signed up for my coaching a few weeks ago um and it was great she was wonderful had the best time with her and she's listening hey and then she sent me a postcard and it was like super cool and she even had like this um, wax stamp on it like it was really cool and it was so much fun getting things in the mail. Like I love getting um, things in the mail. We all do. Right. So that's also a good way that you can give a lot of thanks is maybe sending something right through the mail. So I think that's, Something you can really think about, but also we are all on social media right now. So it is good to also give things on social because people are spending more time there and they know that they're going to have some recognition. So as you, once again, as you professionals are asking the nonprofits that you work with, don't forget to ask them this first. Say, okay, I know you want to do something um, and raise money during this time of year. However, how are you giving thanks? And, you know, before you even ask again, So for all the people that gave last year and they've given in previous years, let's first recognize them. Because here's the thing, you guys. It's easier to get a person who's already donated to you or a company who's already donated to you to give again than to get a new lead or a new company or a new individual to give to you. It's always easier to get repeats because they've already bought into what you're doing, Um, literally, like they've given you money and they understand your mission, they wouldn't have given you money before the thing is, is it's always easier to go back and say, hey, if you're not giving thanks to them and recognizing them, it's going to be a harder pitch, right? So I would say, don't even just do this at the end of the year, but you should be doing this throughout the year, right? There has to be a, a way in your schedule to say, okay, at least every quarter, let's think of some way to give thanks. And it doesn't have to be a huge thing. Maybe the end of the year is just, you know, the big hurrah that you give the big thing, um, the big thanks for. But even throughout, just to stay connected as well so first off let's go ahead and think about how can we build those relationships how can we say thank you before we ask um for you know them to give again and for new donors let's go ahead and figure out because even your new donors who come on they might see your recent social media post of you thanking all these people and you you know really highlighting them and they're going to be like oh this is really cool they really appreciate people who donate to them so they're going to be more inclined to donate to you so it's definitely a win-win thing all right so let's look at number two number two Turkey Trot Fun Run. Okay, and I had a lot of these before a couple years ago, like I said, but I am revising this list where I'm making it more so you can apply it to 2020 and beyond. (laughs) right? So turkey trot fun run. Now here's something you can do. A lot of people organize these annual turkey trots, which are, you know, fun runs for kids. They have like a 2k, a 5k, a 10k, maybe sometimes even a, you know, half marathon or a full marathon. And these take a lot of work, but they do raise a lot of money. You can have people dress up in turkey costumes or have a turkey food truck at the end of the race. Like it's super fun and people want to get out. And, you know, especially if you have it like, um, the Friday or Saturday <laughs> or the weekend after Thanksgiving and people have just eaten all that holiday food. So people definitely want to get out there and, you know, exercise. Um, but here's the thing. This year, we might not be able to do it in the same way. But what I have been seeing is um, a lot of virtual fun runs. Um, and they're, they might not be as popular or as, you know, well attended as these huge events, but there's still definitely a lot of people doing them. And I think they're really starting to catch on really quickly. I think they're actually kind of exploding right now. Like people are really signing up more and more and more for these virtual fun runs, where it's basically they can complete the run, right? At any time, like within a week or something, and they just, you know, share a picture of that they ran that much, like their Fitbit, whatever, (laughs) or something, right? And then they can go ahead and they can um, be entered, but they pay for it and they know they're doing something to promote it. What I've seen, though, here is not just having the run by itself, right? But actually, I've seen scavenger hunts tied into these runs um, to make it a lot more fun. And so it's a little bit more interactive than just completing a run and that's it, right? Um, So because like at a regular... Uh, turkey trout like you're like one with other people they're actually doing that right there's kind of like this camaraderie there's a lot of energy around it and you're lacking that if you just go out and do your own run and then send a picture right like you don't have the same experience so what people have done is they've they've linked in these scavenger hunts to be a part of that so for instance i'm just going to give a shout out uh, guam memorial they had a fun run for halloween right and what they did was they included the scavenger hunt through an app So um, the scavenger hunt they used, which is really, really cool, is called Scavify, and I'll leave it in the show notes on grantwritingandfunding.com forward slash 145. That's today's episode. Anyways, it was really cool because it it is just a lot of fun. I'm sure there's a lot of apps like that, but I've just had experience with this specific one. And what it was is we did the fun run. So we did like our own run, my daughter and I, and then we sent in the picture, you know, we sent a picture before we went and they even like, um, when you registered for the run, you would print out your bib. So, you know, usually you have the bib with the numbers on and stuff. So you would just print it out, but you could still bring it with you and you could wear it if you wanted to, um, you know, you're not doing this with other people. You're just doing it on your own time, but you would hold it before you left for the run and take a picture. And then when you get back, you just take a picture of your Fitbit or whatnot um, that tracked your run so you can show that you did it. But the other part of that, which was actually a lot more, was the app. So then you would put your picture into the app and you can see other people doing it and you'd get so many points for completing the run. But then they had a whole bunch of other things that you could do. So over 10 days, you had to get the run completed, but you also had a bunch of other trivia. So like online trivia about like Halloween stuff. And then you had to do like the thriller dance, you know, like little components of it. Like there was all these different things. You had to put together a zombie apocalypse kit, <laughs> seven items, right, that you would need. So it was just like a lot of fun and you would take the pictures and then you could see other people's pictures and you could comment on them. So it was very interactive. And and then there was a leaderboard as well. So you could see where you're placing. because. Everything that you do, you get certain points for. So you're kind of chasing people up and down the leaderboard. And then, of course, there's prizes. So it was pretty you know, like as far as on their end of handling it, like on the back end of handling that, you know, they just had to come up with different things and points and then they did it through this app. So it wasn't like they developed their own app, they just um, outsourced one. So in that way, it was really, really cool and it was a lot of fun and it was really interactive actually because you were seeing other people doing things and you could comment and like, etc. And actually I'm thinking about one of the nonprofits I work with we're thinking about using that specific app. And what's cool about that is I actually emailed them on Scavify and they emailed me right back about the cost, etc. Like it was super fast. And they've been going back and forth with me because we're actually thinking about using that app as well for a, a virtual fun run and a holiday one, like a holiday, not just fun run, but also a scavenger hunt. So yeah, a lot of fun. So there are different options for you right now to still do like if you do your annual turkey trot to do it virtually, but to add another component that makes it a little more interactive. And the thing is with this is yes it you do have to pay to use the app but you're still going to save money because it costs a lot of money to make, get a fun run going right like or even if it doesn't cost a lot of money it costs a lot of time and you have to organize volunteers and you have to you know you have to have all the safety people out, you have to organize everything in advance. Like there's actually a lot of work that goes into putting on a 5k. Um, you know, if you're going to do something after the event, you have to make sure you have a mic system and you have this set up and you have the water and you have all the snacks and you have all the things, right? So, and then you have people along the route that can hand out water. Like there's so much that goes into it. So if you all of a sudden are operating everything through the app, the app is so user-friendly that it actually, you're going to possibly be saving quite a bit of money doing it this way. And like I said, more and more people are wanting to do stuff still, right? Um, and they're, they're beginning to see that these virtual uh, fun runs are actually a lot of fun. So um, there's a lot more buy-in for that. So you could actually come out ahead potentially with doing something like this, and it would be way less manpower on your side to be organizing something. So it's definitely something to check out. So don't just say I'm gonna cancel it this year because we don't know what's gonna happen, but try other ways. Think of other ways that our virtual that can still be fun and interactive. All right, number baking competition. <laughs> All right. Now, what I've had in the past is to say, hey, this would be a lot of fun if you can host a seasonal baking competition, utilizing the top bakers in your community, and you can have entry fees, and you know, then people can come, and they can have a nominal fee that they have to try out the sample of baked goods, right? So to really be able to do this. Um, this year, once again, it could be a little different, but instead of not doing this completely, let's go ahead and look at other ways to do it, because people... Are getting tired of cooking their own food, right? They're getting tired of ordering from the same places. Like, it's just there needs some variety. So this could be a great way for you to kind of instill some variety into your community while raising awareness about your nonprofit. So um, maybe you go ahead and still invite those top bakers or, you know, in your community to still do something, but you package it together and do curbside pickup or delivery, right? So it could be a lot of fun where you still do, let's go ahead and put together a collage of baked goods, right? And then you would have like, oh, you'll get surprised. you so say you might get, at like the banana cream pie with the pumpkin pie and this and that, like different kinds, right? So that could be a lot of fun and maybe it's smaller amounts as well because you're just delivering to families. Um, So that could be something that you do, right? And you don't even have to think, okay, now I have to reach out to the top bakers. Maybe you don't. Maybe you just reach out and you actually create some recipes, um, you know, and put those on your website and go ahead and say, you know, for donations. Or you could just, you know, take an entry fee from people who want to enter into it. Um, and then there's a they win a prize at the end. So maybe you can get some prizes donated so you can have different bakers just enter in and maybe they all pay, you know, 15, 20 bucks to enter in, but they get to also have their recipe on your website and also the link to their website where they're actually selling these. So you could have, you know, there's different ways that you could go about it as far as a versatile way that you can add a little bit of revenue to your nonprofit, but just moreover creating some buzz. Number four, gift baskets. So create a gift basket complete with your logo and a brochure about your organization and go get corporate orders. All right, so yes, once again, this kind of goes back to people are getting burned out on eating, or cooking at home, or eating the same foods. So it'd be fun if you all of a sudden can create, like, it doesn't have to be foods, but maybe there's some food incorporated into it and just something fun. Like, you know, um, you can create these fun baskets that have like different kinds of stationery that are really cool and pens that are fun and you know just like get really creative on on these gift baskets um even you know tech things are really popular these days like really interesting usbs or you know mouses that are different (laughs) you know like, like electric mouses for your computer even purse holders you know these kind of things get really popular And of course, you can still include the typical cheeses, fruit, and baked goods, but add a little bit of your own swag and then see if corporations want to actually buy that because they're probably trying to think of creative ways too to come up with ways to thank their employees and to do holiday gift baskets. So in this way, they're benefiting a nonprofit while they're also giving their employees some some kind of fun stuff, right? So in that way, it's a win-win. So I would definitely still be creating gift baskets, being really intentional about Uh, what you can give out and what makes sense at this time of the year, right? So, of course, throw in a hand sanitizer (laughs) for good measure Um, or some mask, you know, with your logo on it. But that can be a lot of fun, too, and it can really create some really great revenue because they might order some really large amounts, especially if you're targeting corporates for this one. You can definitely also target individuals that want to give stuff out. They just don't even know what to give out this year for presents. So that could be a really great way um, that they could benefit a nonprofit while also, you know, giving a gift out. And of course, a tip is if you do get orders from corporates, just make sure that you do get the paid orders beforehand so you don't hold on to any unwanted inventory. So you will have to start doing that real soon, guys, um, to start ordering. Number five, holiday trivia night. All right, so this can be a lot of fun. And honestly, you can do this online. All right, I used to say, you know, you might want to partner up with like, community center or a popular watering hole to kind of do this but definitely you can do this online people are looking for fun ways like we're all zoomed out right in certain ways but um you can but zoom can be fun when you're doing trivia stuff like people still love it so definitely I did this actually last week with my freelance grant writing course we did an end of um, course party so it's an eight-week course and at the end we do a party And we've always had it online because I've, you know, I operate online because my uh, students are all over the place. They're all over the world, right? So we've always done it online. Um, but we we did a fun party this time where I was able to find this really cool trivia site. And it was actually free up to a certain amount of questions. But it was really cool. And I'll definitely have the link in grantwritingandfunding.com forward slash 145. So do check it out. But, um, I mean, I could use a basic function for it. And it was still a lot of fun. So they have, like, the styles are like a Jeopardy style, you know, where you you have the, the answers and they have to ask the questions and they get certain points and they can pick up certain categories. And then there's also a family feud way. So like I would just say um, it's all about messaging and clients and then they have to like come up with things from the course, you know, under the family feud kind of thing. They have to guess certain um, topics under that and they even have a wheel. The wheel I believe you have to pay for, but everything else is free, which is really cool. And that was online and it was just yeah, I could share my screen and then they could, you know, see all the ding, the boom, <laughs> all the fun stuff with it. And that was a that was a really interactive way to have a lot of fun. So you could do the same thing with, you know, just your regular trivia and invite different people. They have to pay to be a part of it and then have a prize at the end um, and just have some fun holiday questions, right? And that way they know that they're benefiting your nonprofit, but they're having fun too. You can throw in some of your nonprofit questions just for, you know, (laughs) see what you can get there. So really promote that. So you can definitely still do that online. You can definitely charge you guys for sessions, right? So you can definitely charge, if, um, you want to create links first where they have to pay before they can get access to the link to participate. And that's totally fine. So there are five different ways that you can raise money even still in 2020 <laughs> during Thanksgiving season, during the end of the year. Those are five different great fundraising activities that you can do to raise money for your nonprofit or if you're a freelancer, you can help raise money for nonprofits, right? So these are different um, things that you can do. You can actually still charge you guys to help with fundraising. So once again, number one is build relationships. Remember first to make sure you are thanking previous donors and corporate uh, sponsors and that sort of thing, right? All of your donors, thank them first and think of ways that you can even thank the new ones that come on this season. Number two, you can do a turkey trot fun run, you can have this virtually, and you can also incorporate a scavenger hunt this way through apps, which is so much fun. <laughs> Number 3, a baking competition. Yes. <laughs> Definitely, you know, have people come in Try to compete for their best pumpkin pie, and then you can give out the pumpkin pies to people, right? And then you can have an award for the end, but they have to pay for their submission. And you can also incorporate these into your gift baskets, right? (laughs) So number four is gift baskets. All right, so create a gift basket. Remember, come up with some fun swag, some different kinds of merch from your organization. Also throw in, you can throw in those baked goods or typical cheeses and fruits and that sort of thing. Um, and this one, you really want to reach more out to the corporations who want to give out um, gift baskets to their employees and even to their clients, right? So it's a unique way that they can show that they support the community. You know, they're not just buying stuff off Amazon, but they're actually supporting the community and um, giving back. So it's a win-win. So I would be approaching these corporations very soon. <laughs> and of course, number four five, you can do a holiday trivia night or day, right? And you can do this all virtually as well. There's a ton of different places. Um, There's some free places like I'll share in grantwritingandfunding.com forward slash one four five. But you can find other ones too, right? And I I don't have affiliate fees. Like I don't get paid for promoting any of these. These are just ones that I've used. So I'm sharing. So those are five different ways that you can raise money for your nonprofit during this end of year in 2020. Yes even this year (laughs) so definitely pick one pick two pick all of these to start doing and just have fun with it I mean I know a lot of you guys are looking at your resources right now so look and see what makes the most sense for the nonprofit right maybe something very low-hanging could be let's put together a, a trivia night you know, and do that online. That could be something that you're not really investing a lot of money into and you can easily just see how that goes. The baking competition could be another one, but definitely, definitely, definitely do number one. Build your relationships. Say thank you first, say thank you often, and say thank you with a big heart. All right, guys, I'll see you next week in our Giving Tuesday podcast as we go over different ways that you guys can still get in on the game for Giving Tuesday, which is the first Tuesday of December. And if you have not subscribed yet, please do subscribe to the podcast. Definitely, definitely, definitely check out grantwritingandfunding.com forward slash 145 to get all the links in today's episode. And for any other information that you may want or need, we have a whole slew of podcasts on the website, Um, different uh, opportunities and different things going on there. So you definitely have a lot at your fingertips, a lot of great resources at grantwritingandfunding.com. And remember, it is my book the beginner's guide to grant writing one year birthday party on tuesday november 24th so please do uh, head over to my website grantwritingfunding.com to see what kind of things we're doing to celebrate the book's birthday and if you've bought the book already yes you're definitely going to want to see what we're doing (laughs) all right so you have a a, a great opportunity to win something if you leave a review all right guys i'll see you next week Bye, bye